0: and so I feel for me it's just like just motivation to like want to go out and try different things because I feel like most of my strongest work is like travel stuff and so yeah. um, coming back and just thinking about different ideas and different approaches mm-hmm. and like a lot of times like when I do travel it could be very just uh, not necessarily aimless but I'm mm-hmm. shooting like a lot of just like scenery and people but um, now I'm kind of thinking like how I can make it into like something very like uh, defined and cohesive and like a very specific project and so mm-hmm.
1: From Stockholm Studios in Bushwick, Brooklyn this is the LPV Show, a weekly discussion from the world of photography and photo books. Here is your host, Brian Formals. We're going to talk about photography. And today
2: we got uh, Brad Obona. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. So um, I got to go right to right away. We're both from Minnesota. Yeah. <laughs> I think The first first guest we've had from Minnesota, right, Tom?
1: No. No? He's, yeah. Well, Ethan, <laughs> Ethan. Well, no, Ethan he's lived not, there. He's from Virginia. He's from Virginia, but he lives there. Yeah. Okay. He wanted to talk more about Minnesota. Than
2: You're born and raised, though, right? Yeah, yeah, born
0: and raised. What part of Minnesota? Uh, St. Paul.
2: St. Paul? Yeah, Roseville. Uh, okay. I went, to, went to high school there. So I'm from St. Cloud. St. Cloud, okay. St. Cloud, yeah, yeah. and I went to school at St. John's, then okay. lived uh, uptown. Nice. I lived in St. Paul for a year, out right of Grand. Okay, yeah, yeah. And then lived in South Minneapolis. Nice. For... What, three years and then I head went to LA. Oh, so, so I got out. <laughs> I went around, yeah, yeah. When did you get out?
0: Uh, I left um, 2011. Yeah, yeah. As soon as I graduated from school, it just took off. <laughs> <laughs> and you came to New York
3: right away. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Came to New York right away. Um, Is it I common had- in Minnesota for people to go to New York? Because I feel like a lot of people in the Midwest move I to f- Chicago.
2: I feel
0: like there's three places. It's like LA, New York, and Chicago. Right. Those are the main ones. People usually. They do leave, which is not. No, <laughs> yeah, 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 which isn't always the case. Yeah. But when they do leave, it's usually those three places.
2: Yeah, it's not. I love Minneapolis. I mean, yeah, Minneapolis, St. Paul, and I. You know, I always tell people, you know, Minneapolis is one of the coolest cities. Yeah, fine. It's just no, nah, definitely. <laughs> the problem is, is like if you're from Minnesota, it becomes very provincial. Even yeah, if it's it is like everyone there is from Minnesota exactly, or like yeah. around, and you're kind of like yeah. You know, the vibe there is you have a lot of friends getting married and settling down and, you know, the the hustle's there a little bit, but for most part, it's kind of like... It's
0: different. It's a very slow-paced place. Um, People are nice, though. like that. Um, But yeah, I go back like every season there four times a year. Yeah. It's nice, but it's nice to be here. So you got a
2: lot Yeah, I suppose you got a lot of friends, family back. Yeah, yeah.
0: very I'm still connected in that community out there, so it's nice. I go back and see a lot of people, so it's, it's cool.
2: Yeah, if I if I was born somewhere else, I could I would Minneapolis would be a great place. It'd be like perfect for me. I think. Yeah, I like going back. But if I my the, my thing with the Twin Cities is you gotta be in Minneapolis or St. Paul. Once you start getting yeah deep into the suburbs, it's like ah uh, yeah, which is nice for me because like Roseville is like that first ring suburb. Yeah. that
0: borders both St. Paul and Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. So getting anywhere between I me and St. Paul and Minneapolis takes me ten minutes. Right. So it's perfect.
2: Right. So when did, you get your, when did you start taking pictures? Did you do it in high school or uh, was it at, in college? I mean, in high school, I had a little
0: like, digital camera that I would mess around with, uh-huh. but nothing too serious. And then um, in college, I started taking photos, got a little digital point-and-shoot, um, brought to parties. Then I uh, went to Europe to study abroad. So I was taking photos out there. I had it with the same little digital camera. Where in Europe? Uh, it was all over the place. I had this, um, this program called The Traveling Classroom at University of Wisconsin, River Falls. And Mm -hmm. so essentially we had a teacher that traveled with us and it was like a group of like 30 people, but we got like homeschooled in different locations. So we started off in London, um, then went to Stratford-upon-Avon. So we did like a big city, then a little city. And then we have like time in between like four or five days, free travel. So we went from London, Stratford-upon-Avon, Dublin, uh, Barcelona, Madrid, um, Paris, Nice, Munich, Berlin, Freiburg. Um, Jeez. <laughs> oh, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I went, I went as far as Slovenia by myself, um, did Croatia, Zagreb, um, uh, Poland, around Poland. Yeah, so I've been <laughs> all around Europe <laughs> nice, pretty much, yeah. Nice. But then that was when I was taking photos and just got really interested in it, started meeting people. This is like around the time when blogging got really big. Okay. Like, a lot of people were on photo blogs and so I saw, started checking that out and then I saw that people were shooting with film yeah. and I was just like, oh man, this digital shit sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So when I got back from Europe, went and got a film camera right away, mm. straight to the uh, thrift store Yeah, <laughs> and I ended up with uh, a Yashica FX3 oh, nice. Super 2000. Yeah, and that was like the perfect first camera to learn from and then also got like, a Yashica T4 mm. to shoot with also. So this was, was cool. Those was my two the two main guys for a long time
2: yeah it's funny how though I mean I was the same way I should, I, I'm i getting into photography I'm gonna buy a DSLR I get the Canon like what was what was the pre 5D 20D like 20D so yeah, I got a 20D yeah. and I was like this is it and then like everyone's like if you're shooting street photography you gotta get a rangefinder I'm like yeah. I don't have 5 grand for a Leica so I got one of on the bases. but the same thing like yeah. I'm putting film in I'm gonna learn in black and white I'm gonna like Get totally into it. Exactly. and it, But it's interesting how a lot of people have that same experience. Yeah. And then you get hooked on film and then mm-hmm. you're just kind of stuck with it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I don't, like, obviously, I think we've said that a lot. I don't, you know, I take digital pictures. I like, you can do work with it. But yeah. anyone who tells me that like, there's no difference is, like, full of shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know? It's not the same. It's not the same. I mean, yeah. even the whole entire process and mm-hmm. the look, the aesthetic, you know. Yeah, you're you can fool people
1: sometimes if you put
2: them
0: in the book together.
1: Oh, no doubt. Yeah, I yeah. mean, no doubt. Yeah.
2: <laughs> but it's me. Like I know yeah. when I'm shooting it, I know and I
0: can yeah. see. Yeah, and, and to I get know, a digital you. photo
2: yes. to be on par, you do so much
0: like editing and post production that it just takes the fun out of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I s- oh, go ahead. I'm
3: sorry. I see that you you upload a lot of your analog photos to yeah. Facebook. Yeah, yeah, and my question is: Are you scanning that all yourself? Because <laughs> you're uploading like hundreds used, of photos. And I I'm just used like, to oh scan all of
0: my. I used to do that, um, but then now it's just there's no time anymore. Yeah. so I just just get them developed at. Um, Go the spot in uh South Slope. Mm-hmm. Oh, accurate. Yeah. That's where I go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Connie. Yeah. yeah She's so friendly. Yeah, they're awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the almost, scans are amazing. Yeah, too. yeah it's an awesome Taiwanese <laughs> couple. Yeah. Been um, in the photo business for a long time. But yeah. um yeah, I, can, I don't really scan anymore unless it's medium format every now and then. Yeah. But
2: yeah. See, I personally like the misery of scanning. I only <laughs> do it on the medium format <laughs> because it's like get a night and nor, because I shoot a bunch of rolls. They normally sit there for a few months. Yeah, so it's yeah. kind of this, you know, process of reacclimating myself with right. what I was doing and you know the editing. I don't mind yeah. it. I don't mind it so much. You yeah, know, if you get some wine and you know hang out with your photos, it was so
0: fun. That. It was therapeutic. Like when I was working on Jessica, I did every scans by myself. Uh-huh. Um, that was nice, and I did it for so long because just like this de dusting, no. <laughs> so tedious. Yeah, right, yeah. Uh,
2: I just couldn't do it anymore. <laughs> So you got into it, you you're taking photos, you're shooting film. When do you when, At what point did you, did you decide, like, this is, I got to do this, I'm going to pursue this, this is how, you know.
0: Um, kind of fell into it, really, mm-hmm. though. I uh, graduated from college, moved out here, and I was pursuing um, a job within, like, the realm of, like, uh, United Nations. So I was looking for, like, young, mm-hmm. different NGOs to, to apply at, um, different, different places, different companies that, were, like, worked, like, internationally. Uh, but there's just nothing out there.
3: Um, what year did you graduate? Uh, 2011. Mm-hmm. Me too. Yeah, yeah. I um. can attest to that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> like, yeah.
0: everything I heard back was just like really just bleak. And it was like, we can offer you an internship. It's like, now I'm paid 40 hours a week. I was like, no, this is this is terrible. Um, but also, like, all the while, I got really lucky. Um, a friend hit me up and was like, my friend works at an agency in Minneapolis, um, they're doing a project for Diet Coke for Fashion Week. I showed her your work, she really likes it, she would love for you to cover um, some parties for Diet Coke. Mm. I was like, okay, perfect, we'll set it up. Mm-hmm. And so got on a phone call with them and they hired me on the spot for it. And so essentially once I saw that I could actually make money off of it, then I started like actually like hitting people up, mm-hmm. doing the whole Craigslist, like checking to see if i mean a photographer, mm-hmm. just reaching out to me and people as I could. And then gradually started picking up clients and stuff here and there. So it was, it
2: was rough. First couple of years, but yeah. Yeah, it was better. <laughs> nice. So, you yeah. start, you're starting now, you're shooting the point and shoot stuff, kind of like the party pictures. When you yeah. kind of, when do you move more into the the portraiture, you know, um, the, the commercial, the fashion kind of stuff? Yeah, it's, it was, there always seems to be that nexus between the party pictures and then moving to yeah, the more yeah. stylized. Was, and at that point, when I
0: got hit up for that Coca Cola job, then mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I need to start really um, making like a real portfolio. And so, at that point, I started. Um, I mean, I never really forced anything, so I never set up any shoots until Mm -hmm. just last year, doing tests and stuff. So everything was just like a, you know, I'd bring out the Yashica FX three, Super three thousand, whatever, and start taking like real portraits of friends, like you know, trying to set it up a little bit, but nothing too contrived. Mm -hmm. But just realizing like what you know, I was always been mindful of like what my peers are doing, Mm -hmm. and so I was seeing like you know people who are in the industry who are working, what Mm -hmm. their portfolios looked like, and so I was like, okay, I need to add this, add that. So Mm -hmm. that was. When I started realizing how I needed to transition it, who were so, some of your influences? Who were the people uh, you looked at at that time? A well, lot was Casper. Uh uh-huh. I had, uh-huh. I had interned at Spin Magazine, um, in the photo department. I did a shoot with her, and it's her process just really fell in love with. Like, I mean, shooting film, shooting mm-hmm. digital, just like having fun with it. Just her rapport with like people she was shooting. So I started like you know, just that like really inspired me to uh, do that to kind of have that same kind of approach to photography, uh-huh. which is uh-huh. nice. Nothing too too serious, nothing too crazy about the lightings and techniques and stuff. Uh-huh. And so it was just laid back. Um at that time Ari Mark- Markopoulos, Right. he was he was really dope, the same kind of thing. Um this guy Eric, he's this uh European photographer. Uh-huh. And he was, like, doing the whole filter thing before it was a thing. Right, right, right. <laughs> but uh, I don't know how much his work really stands up to now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, right, no offense, right. man. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> but, yeah, that was, that was like, the, the three that I really loved mm-hmm. the most, yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: So all this time, and you're, you're still pursuing your personal projects. Yeah. So the, the book that you made here, and I think this is, a, I saw it online. We yeah. saw the work online. But then putting it in front of you is typically completely different. Yeah. Very different. Yeah. Very different. It's a beautiful book. Um, it's Jessica like, okay, is the name of it, right? Uh, Jessica. Josaike? Yeah. I knew that would happen. <laughs> <laughs> <It's all> good. <laughs> Every time. Um, so, what, tell me the genesis of, of this book. Where does this come from?
0: Um, well, around that same time when I was really just trying to figure out what I was doing in New York, applying for jobs, doing little photo gigs here and there, um, like around Thanksgiving. So, I must have been in New York, officially living here only like f- four months in mm-hmm. and then my dad calls me tells me he has cancer Oh no! Man. and so it was a bummer but I was like okay I'm, I'm not really tied down to anything right here all I have mm-hmm. to do is just pay rent essentially and then um, so did that, paid my rent and then went to Minnesota immediately and stayed there for like a good month just mm-hmm. hanging out with my dad mm-hmm. and really just, you know, also applying the job same time, but just hanging out with him like taking him to chemo mm-hmm. and everything mm-hmm. like that And then, um, like the day before Christmas, he just like went into a coma, and then two days Mm -hmm. later, he died. Wow! And so it was like, wow, just shocking to me because it was also like that week before they said he was like in remission, and like, so that was just a huge shock, and I was just like, my world was like turned upside down. And then, uh, yeah, I was, you know, we're uh, we're Nigerian, so there's a lot of different things. Like when people pass away, usually they prefer to be buried at home, Um, so. I knew that I was going to go to Nigeria to be able to like take part in that, and um, I just wasn't very like happy applying to these jobs. That I wasn't interested in mm-hmm. at all, so I just decided I was just going to take like two months off and just um, go to Nigeria and just hang out there, and then take photos and maybe like work on the project. Mm-hmm. But it didn't really like hit me because at first it was like something I was I was thinking about doing like a documentary, mm-hmm. and so I told a couple friends that, and they were like, "Yeah, that sounds like an awesome idea. You should do a mm-hmm. Kickstarter," and so. Mm-hmm. The Kickstarter it did really well. Um, then went to Nigeria, uh, took a lot of photos and videos, mm-hmm. and then came back. And I just realized I don't know how to make a documentary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> and yeah, and so like, but I had taken a lot of photos, mm-hmm. and it made more sense to me at that time just to kind of like f- formulate it into a book. Mm-hmm. And that's what this this project essentially came out of that. Jessica.
2: So there's the, the the text in it. I mean, yeah. unfortunately, I didn't have time to read all the text. No, 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 but just, what, what is the, the, and I like, what I like too, is like you have all the family, the phone. Yeah, yeah. Family photos. Yeah, because these are,
0: what was interesting is like a lot of those photos, or most of those photos, all those photos, I hadn't, didn't see them until my dad passed away. Mm-hmm. And so oh, it was like these oh. photos surfaced after the fact. Huh. And so it was just like this crazy, like, p- world, and part of my dad's life that I had no idea. Like he was just mm-hmm. like this cool guy living in Nigeria mm-hmm. and stuff you know very independent and then like moving to Minnesota mm-hmm. eventually but uh but yeah it was um I'm sorry
2: what was the question again <laughs> Oh no 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 I was the the text how you oh, the text, you broke yeah, it up yeah into, okay so it was yeah. um so
0: it's essentially like a a journal a memoir kind of thing right. um, it it's, it's it's tough for me cuz now I was like oh, man, I wish I could change so much of it <laughs> just the way it, it's it's written yeah. but um Yeah, a lot of it's just like kind of just thoughts at first, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then it becomes observations, Mm -hmm. and then it becomes like my relationship to Nigeria as a country, Mm -hmm. and just like having that, you know, I didn't didn't I grew up with a Nigerian household, and um, you know around family, but I hadn't had a real connection to the country, and I hadn't been going back Mm -hmm. until he passed away, and then I was went there and stayed for two months as an you know as an adult, and then that week was really mine, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, really eye opening to say the least, and it was. Interesting to see like how the country is going, and then you know also have that uh background and like political right. science and it all kind of plays into that where I'm kind of discussing like the the prospects for the future and mm-hmm. talk about the government a little bit the people so it' was, um
2: so it's a it's a it's, like it's a self examination process yeah' essentially, essentially kind of like essentially, essentially yeah digging into your roots and digging yeah, into his life and exactly. discovering kind of where yeah you know what the what the landscape what the i suppose it's i don't know much about nigeria i know lagos is a huge yeah. massive <laughs> insane crazy city yeah it's, it's one of the dynam- most <laughs> dynamic cities in the yeah, world right now
0: yeah it's it's a crazy city yeah. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> a lot of
2: people in one <laughs> yeah. city yeah um
0: and a lot of money but also like a crazy amount of poverty so it's like that crazy dynamic to yeah. see the two of them <laughs>
2: But so you so that. what in terms of these portraits that you did here? Who are the people that are in the portraits? Are these random people that you're just um, coming across, or did they yeah, have some connection? Yeah, uh, some of them are family members, mm-hmm. um,
0: but majority were just uh, just random people. Um, just going out to the streets and, and taking photos, and yeah, I have this uh, Mamiya Six Forty Five mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. I brought with me, and which is an awesome travel camera. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so autofocus really comes in handy when you're oh, yeah. in a place where photography is really not welcomed. Oh. So like if people see you with a camera, they get really apprehensive and um, it just causes so much drama and stuff. So having like a mm-hmm. quick camera like that would really help. But uh yeah, it was nice. And I was just like it's really just like naive and just ready to take photos and stuff. So I'm just walking around with this camera taking photos. Mm-hmm. My family members, you know, when they're with me they're just like so freaked out like we're going to get robbed or like you're going to like yeah. get like a riot it's like yeah. you're gonna start a riot um but it was interesting it was cool it was um it was it was fun it was uh yeah it was exhilarating to go out there and take photos
2: I and mean, for the most part Sorry, what, what was no say what was the reaction when they found out that you're from
0: from the united states from uh, so, they they know, uh, they, they, know we... they know immediately oh yeah um most nigerians don't have long hair mm-hmm. and um just like they just see they can just sense <laughs> mm-hmm. they can just sense a westerner yeah. and um yeah and so that that was part of it um they some of them reacted like you know they were happy to see like a you know nigerian like a first generation mm-hmm. come back be there and like be interested and be there and there's some people who saw it as like okay i'm going to I'm make money off this kid or something <laughs> like that you <laughs> right. know what i mean but uh they did get a lot of that mm-hmm. uh no it was interesting so like it was a lot of uh, a lot of dialogue between people and uh, met a lot of people through that mm-hmm. and had some like weird interactions. But for the most part, everything was pretty positive. It was, mm-hmm. yeah, it was cool. You planning on going back? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Since then, I've been back like three, four times. Oh, really? Oh, wow. wow. three of which are for work also. So oh, was, cool. So that was cool.
2: Um, so you're making, you main making connections there for, yeah, yeah. how was the full uh, scene in Nigeria?
0: Well, not necessarily, it was the, it's funny because I put this yeah. book out and it like had a little traction online uh-huh. um, and I got hit up by a friend that worked at Vice UK mm-hmm. and they were doing a, prog- um, a project with Diesel and Eden, like a fashion company. And so they flew me out there um, to essentially document the behind the scenes while they shot music videos. So we went oh. to Lagos, um, Johannesburg, and to Nairobi. Mm-hmm. So, so it was like two, two summers ago. So pretty much spent like two months just traveling all throughout wow. <laughs> getting wow, paid God. to travel yeah she yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. sounds pretty awesome.: yeah, yeah, so it was really awesome, and that, that helped because of the book and they were just they wanted the same kind of style and imagery uh-huh. and it, it was cool. just um when the book when I released it online, I only did it. it was self-published, so I, I really didn't know how to market anything you sure. know what I mean so it was just like relied on like blogs picking up or uh-huh. like you know different things and. It's interesting to see like where the book, like where it ended up. Like mm-hmm. I said, a couple books in Japan, mm-hmm. a couple of books, you know, Paris, Australia, mm-hmm. just all over the place. And I only did like a three hundred um, run mm-hmm. of, of the book, but doing literally all around the world. So nice. it's, it's
2: cool to see how that how that happened. Well, three hundred these days is can, that can be a, that's a pretty. Decent that's, a lo- run. that's a lot. Yeah, that's to a me. lot. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, if there is you know, lot Get into the real nerdy photo book people, and yeah. they'll do like a very hundred, very precious books, and yeah. mark them way out. But I think 300 is a good run. I, it, it's interesting that you said a couple of times, like how many things you would go back and change. Like yeah. What? Yeah. And I guess I don't want to leave that hanging there. What I don't want to say specifically, but what did you learn by making the book now and, and looking back on it? What that you would kind of do differently, or, or a different approach, or um, the way you edit things? Just the way I edit. I feel like there are a lot of
0: photos which isn't a bad thing at all. It was um, just I really just co- covered as much as I could. Um, just the layout maybe a little mm-hmm. bit how I did it. Like um, There's a photo on every page, maybe a little blank space right, right here right, and there. Right. Um, just like design things that I picked up on over the years. Mm-hmm. Um, the writing, I feel like I'm a stronger writer now. So like, mm-hmm. just like having, but it's also, that's part of the book, just being naive and just be, you know, being young. Yeah, like, absolutely. And also just like, like I made the, book literally like you know i came back to new york after being mm-hmm. spent two months in nigeria and just stayed in my room for another month mm-hmm. and just put like kept writing and like working on this stuff and so well, the
1: writing's uh, from a very personal point of view yeah, so yeah. it's kind of hard to criticize yeah yeah
2: language. no yeah definitely well and that's the thing you know, i've talked a lot about photographers writing and i think the and i have this problem too because i come from a writing background and you're like if you know good writing and you're reading stuff, you're like, oh, I'll just never be that. You yeah, know? yeah, So yeah, it nah. always like pales in comparison to the good that I read. But I think like, I think photographers need to give themselves a break because yeah. the, the text works differently. Yeah, no. You know, in that relation to the photos. Yeah,
0: know? no. There was this book that I read by uh, this, um, this writer also turned photographer mm-hmm. Teju Cole.
2: Mm-hmm, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And um, he had written a book about Nigeria, mm-hmm. and I, I saw it like, way after the fact, like two years later, and I was just like. Wow, I you could have, I could done it like this. But but it's cool, and I actually like ended up meeting him. And really? Yeah, yeah. And we become like acquaintances. Just cool. he also goes to the same photos, um, developing spot and self Slope oh, and wow, stuff. And accurate. so yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we become cool. Um, but yeah, it's it's something. They, you know, you're always gonna have changes in retrospect. Yeah, so you know, yeah. it's one of those things.
2: What's interesting? I follow him Teju on on the Instagram and Flickr. I've been following him for a while, and he's yeah. like, he's like bona fide like photo nerd and like, yeah, no, definitely brilliant novelist and now like photo critic. So like, he's really one of those yeah yeah like, yeah. like minds that just can kind of tackle like exactly. so many yeah, different yeah. things. Yeah. He's like an <laughs> art and Twitter too. Some of his most brilliant stuff he does on Twitter like yeah. his st- stories and like these did these you know different like kind of like memes he picks yeah. up on. He's just. Brilliant, brilliant, yeah, guy. brilliant guy. Yeah, we gotta have. I have him on my list of coming on, but I don't. Kind of scares me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a yeah. New York Times photo critic now, Yeah, so no, seriously. Like, but he's been doing good stuff. I really like. Yeah, his. yeah. He's a uh, he's an inspiring guy, yeah. definitely. So we, the next, you also brought. So this was it was all good just a week ago. Yeah, and this is your photos from two thousand nine to twenty thirteen. Yeah, and this really kind of acts as your portfolio. Uh Yeah, at the
0: time. At the time. Um, so I. Um, I had all these like snapshots and like mm-hmm. portraits and just things that I accumulate over the years, and I felt like at that time, my like 2013, I felt like I was essentially making a transition into mm-hmm. like more commercial and really trying to like reach out to people mm-hmm. and trying to actually just be like a working photographer. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. um, for the longest time, I was just relying on like word of mouth and mm-hmm. assisting, but now I want to like do something. But I had all these photos from just like past travels. I just didn't want them to like get thrown away until. You know, the abyss or like a hard drive, so I wanted to like do a little uh project, so I ma- essentially made the zine magazine of just like travels, fun shots from around around the world, and um, yeah, it was it was fun. I uh had a little show in Chinatown, um, did like a 200 copy run, That mm-hmm, was mm-hmm. cool,
2: yeah. So, your career is p- picking up, you know, yeah. We come to 2015, yeah, and you know. Where are you now in your stage of career? You're getting um, talked a little bit before of some of the clients you're picking up. You're, yeah, yeah. You feel you're fully you've kind of reached the point where it's like, Hey, I'm doing this and now I'm I'm good. I can yeah. keep going and Yeah, yeah. I, you know.
0: I feel like I'm still like just getting my foot in the door. You know, uh-huh. I feel like I'm just starting also, but uh very like way more comfortable. Um, money's better, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? I'm able to like travel comfortably, like plan ahead and stuff, you know what I mean? So that's nice. Um Oh, sorry. Oh <laughs> uh, no. Yeah. No. But I feel like definitely now, like you know, even with this promo I just made, just sending that out and just hearing the response and the people I sent it to, it's been nice. And now I'm like, trying to be a little bit more in control of like what I do now. And so, um, really just making a push to get my work in front of people, which mm-hmm. is I feel comfortable, like did my work strong enough
2: to do that right, now. And right, stuff? Right. Yeah, yeah. So, so you and Brett. Clarify for this. I mean, you met through the same because you were working for the same.
3: I was studio managing studio for a photographer. Okay. And yeah, he did an open studio, and he was friends with his other photographer yeah. who mm-hmm. Brad had worked with. Yeah, and okay. so Brad and Aaron came to our open studio. Yeah, and mm-hmm. that's how I met him. Yeah, but it's interesting how, I mean, I always, people are interested in breaking into photography. Like, right. how how do you, like how do you get these types of shoots? And I always say personal work. Yeah. Gets you commercial work, definitely, definitely. Like you can spend forever working on a commercial portfolio, and that's great. But what people look at is your personal work. Yeah, definitely. I have people definitely. give who've given me jobs, never even seen my commercial fashion <laughs> stuff. Exactly. But yeah. But they saw that I did this one project and they liked it. so yeah, That nah, creates the dialogue. It's very true. Right. What very can true. you say that no one else can?
1: Right. Yeah. yeah
3: unique voice,
2: huh? Yeah, definitely. So what made you see this, this promo, you put out the little zine. Yeah. Now this, I mean, it's interesting to kind of see now this stuff really seems to have more of the, are you doing a lot of fashion stuff? Uh, yeah, that Mm -hmm. that's,
0: uh, doing more fashion these days. Um, I feel like just like our editorial world, Mm -hmm. um, you know, there's just always some sort of fashion shoot happening or something, right. You know, being in New York. (laughs) Right. Um, but yeah, I, I like it. I like it. It's, it's, What's the story behind
3: your paper mag shoot?
0: Oh, so I've been working with this uh, painter Gahende Wiley Mm -hmm. quite a bit, and so we collaborate on a lot of projects. And so um, met him last year, and we went down to Cuba like two weeks later after meeting him, (laughs) Mm -hmm. and uh, he was working on a series of, um, well, what he does he's a he's a portrait painter, and Mm so he'll go places around the world. And scout essentially different young people, and so for this portion, I was just doing video work, and so I was documenting everything, um, which I'm turning into like a little short film to mm-hmm. accompany his gallery show, which is gonna be next mm-hmm. year. Um, but I was also taking photos as well, so I brought my Mamiya Six Forty Five mm-hmm. down mm-hmm. there and was taking photos. Um, and so from there, so we went to Nigeria, Nigeria, Benin, and then. While in New York, we started doing different different work together, mm-hmm. and uh, Paper Mag reached out to him, and they wanted to do um, something for I don't know, it's like Black Lives Matter, but mm-hmm. like a fashion story, and mm-hmm. like in his interpretation of it, which is Oof. interesting. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, it, it, but it turned out interesting, wow. and uh, the photos are pretty strong. And so um, yeah, just collaborating with him, sp- speaking about like what would be like what would be cool, what would what would look good.
3: Yeah, and, it's um, interesting. Yeah. I mean. It's very, some of those images are very different than the other yeah. work that you did. Cause you, you say like you don't, you have very natural yeah. aesthetic. And, yeah. and then some of them, I was looking at them like, this reminds me of David LaChapelle. In a yeah. Lot. Yes, yeah. <laughs> no, like no, I definitely. worked for him for yeah. a little bit. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. I'm just like, yeah. this reminds me a lot of David LaChapelle. Yeah. Like no, yeah.
0: It's, it's, it's cool. Cause uh, with him, he's like the uh, other person I've really collaborated with mm-hmm. in that sense where. Um, he's not a photographer, you know. So it's just like, but he's he's a real creative, and so going back and forth, of what would be cool? And that was that was nice because definitely different challenge than mm-hmm. I'm used to because a lot of times um,
2: you don't really get that kind of creative freedom to yeah. to do stuff. Well, that's interesting that they want they they specifically picked up on Black Lives Matter because it's it's kind of like like Brooklyn's a brand, and anything that kind of picks up in the media becomes a brand. Yeah in and of itself. I was even thinking of the refugee crisis and there was the one idiot fashion photographer in Europe who did. Yeah. Did you ever yeah. see that? It was just <laughs> in such bad taste. <laughs> like that, that yeah. when it gets, you know, into those political areas, yeah. like it can go south very quickly. Yeah, it's yeah. A risk. So doing it with I was, a yeah, I was, certain amount of respect. Yeah. And I feel like, um,
0: I mean, his forward and the magazine itself was good. It made, it made sense of what it was. So I feel like it was done in like a, in a tasteful way, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, definitely. Like you do, run the risk of having something that could be look. <laughs> well, yeah, especially when you
2: you like you the commercialization of such you know yeah a political movement yeah definitely definitely you know brings in a lot of stuff. It kind of makes definitely uh, yeah you're on, you're on tricky territory yeah and especially one that like you know the Black Lives Matter is like on the internet like nothing you, it's it all yeah. gets caught in that web yeah, and, like, yeah there's nothing that's gonna kind of like get through definitely you know definitely. You know, you have the voice too. Of anyone will pick it up, so yeah, it's kind of definitely. You know, it's interesting to see. You know, it'll be interesting to see because I have a feeling like you'll see more and more, like even TV shows and those sort of things. And it can yeah. be good and it can be bad. And it'll be, yeah. it'll just be interesting to see how it ends up playing out in the media. Yeah, because so much of it, so you know, there's aspects of the movement that are so critical of yeah, definitely. you know, the media and how they exacerbate a lot of the problems. Oh yeah, definitely. so I have a feeling it'll be probably pretty shaky but yeah people will definitely try to capitalize <laughs> on that yeah sure. no of course like, of course thing. of course let's take a quick break cool and then we'll come back we're going to talk about we got a book we'll talk about all right we'll cool, cool. in into mine we'll take a quick break here <laughs> yeah, <man. laughs>
3: Art book fair, then that city has Lagos, Lagos photo, I mean it, it it's essentially
0: like that. Um it's not quite as trendy as like the book fairs and yeah, stuff, yeah. but uh now it got a lot of different people to come out and a lot of press and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um
3: so yeah, it's nice. I'm gonna I'm gonna actually check it out next year. This year didn't really work out. But uh well yeah. Is there a commercial photography hub in Lagos as being one of the bigger African cities? I mean Lagos is known now as like that uh-huh. like
0: like that cool city that's like, because they have a big film industry there, mm-hmm. a big oh, yeah, music yeah. industry there. And so like anything revolving entertainment, people know that like mm. Nigeria, like us, it's a place to be. Yeah. So there are a lot of um, photographers out there and there's a few studios, um, but also there are things where it's like they that kind of limit them from really being like on par with here because mm-hmm. it means stuff like electricity. It's not mm. always... Which is just really like, crazy for a major city, but like, just they still deal with like electricity issues and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so, like, you could go about your day, and like, power gets cut out for like five, six hours. Mm-hmm. And then if you don't, what? yeah, it, it's <laughs> yeah, yeah. you're supposed
3: to run your video production. Yeah. So <laughs> most people,
0: most people have generators, um, but then there's also a lot of times like petrol issues or like um, scarcity,
3: like oil scarcity.
2: Really in Nigeria?
3: Yeah, oil in the oil that- producing. The oil oh, really? producing is that because um, their oil one. goes elsewhere? Not yeah, to it actual? goes
0: elsewhere. And I'm not sure what it is now, but like a year ago, uh-huh. up to like up, I know last year that was a big thing like during like the election, it was that there just weren't any refineries uh-huh. in Nigeria. Huh. So wow. they would send their oil out to be refined and they would buy it back wow. to wow. the country, which makes no sense. Wow. Um, huh. But yeah, no, it's... But when I go back, I'm always meeting different people within like that... That realm, and mm. I mean, my people are making careers off of like shooting music videos and um, I mean, being photographers mm. and stuff. And so. you're a New York based photographic artist, and that <laughs> carries
3: a lot of weight there, probably. Yeah, it does. Yeah. It
0: does. Um, in my last, I was just there in July with, with a painter, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, that.
3: They, they, they love shit like that. When was I was like, in <laughs> Tokyo, I was like, oh, I live in Brooklyn. They're like, what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, nah, yeah.
2: Brooklyn, the brand, right? <laughs> exactly. But it kind of like, this ties in. I think it's, it's interesting because you have the international studies and the political science background. Yeah. And you're kind of in this commercial photography world. How do you see those two... I guess, like that background, I'm sure you're definitely interested in all those yeah. aspects of what's going on. How do you yeah. see that synthesizing with your work? Uh, I mean, do you ever but, see yourself making political work or like, yeah, or do you want to keep it? Um, I, I want to start
0: doing more short films, mm-hmm. um, which isn't photography per se, but I feel like it all ties in together. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's the long term goal is to really do something more um, involved in like the world of politics and mm-hmm. stuff. But mm-hmm. um, down the line, I haven't. Haven't gotten there yet, but I mean, I feel like on this last project, you know, working with Kahende, uh-huh. and going out there, like it plays into that. Um, in The planning stages, just being. Um, I do
2: know. You're <laughs> patient. Change. You're being patient. Yeah, yeah. Being I mean, patient is it, him, do so. you think is it because you know you want to? Is it is it more on the the creative like photography side? Like you want to you know dig deeper into this and yeah, kind of you get know, yourself it, it's, more immersed? It's,
0: it's tough when you. Like when you work on these kind of projects, mm-hmm. like you want to do a lot of research beforehand and, and, you know, but right now I'm just, just taking photos and being happy and content. Right, right. right, Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know.
2: And that's a big thing. I yeah. mean, it's, you know, sometimes, you know, I talked, I have a, you talk to people that are very political with their books and like yeah. documentary, serious documentary Definitely. and photojournalism. Like yeah, the photojournalism exactly. crowds are different. different you different. talk to those photographers and like they're deadly serious the, about like. Yeah. Everything and yeah, you can, and and then we get in to basically the art photographers are exactly. in this other end, it's very conceptual and it's kind of like exactly, <laughs> you know, re- can be removed. But on the other end, you know, there is a lot of yeah. art photography that still addresses that stuff. But yeah. it, I guess, like, I don't want to say there's different factions of the photo world, but the different kind yeah, of like nah, but communities. Yeah. But I think what's important though is that there is a lot of like overlap these days, you know, no, and I think course. it's interesting with the photo books. You know, you're speaking of Lagos and like how it's easy. When you look at the, like the lists that come out of the photo books, it's like these days you can't. There aren't just ten great books that everyone's ever going to agree with. Yeah, and I think that's brilliant. I think that's perfect. Yeah, because we're picking up books from all over the world, and hopefully we'll pick up more. Exactly. You know, from other parts of the world and see more yeah. stuff coming from that's, that's from what, Africa. Yeah, that's Salt what is America. really interesting
0: because, like, you know, there are a lot of photojournalists out there, mm-hmm. and I'm not a photojournalist. <laughs> I don't think of myself as that. And, you know, a lot of, like, the the books and stuff that, when I first went to Nigeria, like, you know, th- four years ago, that's the only thing I was really seeing, which is people, you know, documenting things in a way it's just, like, photojournalism, essentially. But now I go back, mm-hmm. I'm seeing, like, kids doing fashion and, wow. like, doing, like, right. cool conceptual shit. That's just, like, that's cool. Because, like, right. you know, people love, people are, are so used to just seeing, like, different, like, uh, shots of, you know, Africa in uh-huh, general uh-huh. and stuff. And, like, you know, after a while, it just becomes mm-hmm. so redundant, I feel like. So it's nice to go back and see people actually doing, like, creative projects mm-hmm. where it's, like, something different. And it's, like, you know, they have a voice. Yeah, stuff. absolutely. And it's cool that now it's, I'm seeing, like, you know, publications like Days and mm-hmm. ID like, pick up on, like, mm-hmm. photographers from around Africa.
2: What do you think that. of Everyday Africa? Uh, the Instagram. I mean, it just had, I mean, you just yeah, say it like, the everyday yeah, kind it's, of thing.
0: It's, a, it's all right for yeah. me. I'm not really too into it that uh-huh. much, you know, it's, um...
2: Yeah, I don't know. But again, I mean, it started
0: by Western yeah. photojournalism. Yeah, yeah, photo exactly. Photojournalists are kind of exactly. like trying.
2: I mean, at least they're making, and I know I've talked to Pete and they're making this effort, but I think I've always said, like, you get you know, the stuff where it's really going to bust through is like when the independent scene just arrives from there and yeah, they're doing yeah. their own thing and making their own podcasts about, like, exactly, the yeah. photo scene. And, like, that's, you know, and I think that's all coming. And that's, it's interesting in, kind of in your bio, you say, like, you're on the internet. So yeah. You know, that we can't kind of escape You know, that presence, we're all on the internet, we're all kind of connected to it. And you can, the information is out there if you want to go out and learn it too. And it's kind of upon you to connect and network and these sort of things. And I think like what I'm finding is like you see, you know, in different parts of the world where they get it. like They're just h- that hunger for the information and to connect oh, and yeah, have no, no, it. So I always think we're like, we're not, whatever you're seeing right now, it's like not even the tip of the iceberg. Yeah. I mean, what's going to come out from the global community on this stuff is just going to be, blow your mind. Yeah, you know? no,
0: definitely.
2: It's like, not going to be from the stuffy old middle-aged people in New York, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, making photo books
0: or whatever. I mean, what, what was, really uh, like, mind-blowing to me was, I was. I mean, the last time I was in Nigeria, um, I ran into a kid that knew me, off a tumbler. Uh-huh. <laughs> and you know, just hearing what he's up to, like he finds old uh, parts for bikes and rebuilds mm-hmm. bikes and like and nobody in Nigeria really uh, does motorcycles for like leisure. They do it for like a job essentially like, you know, taking something from A to B. But he's just doing it for fun, just uh-huh. out here like racing motorcycles and shit. And um but yeah, there's just not that kind of um there's not really a, like a, a club there in like Nigeria and stuff. But he's going mm-hmm. on the internet, on Tumblr, mm-hmm. and he's finding people from like you know Italy who are like putting together Ducatis and stuff like right. that. And he's right. like picking up on stuff. I think mm-hmm. that's so cool. Yeah, to see that. Um, That's the thing that they never really talk about too much. Just like the different like fringe groups of mm-hmm. of Africans and especially like Nigerians, where like just other
2: things going on besides just poverty. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and that's I hope you know I hope at least that some level where if you're with sophisticated people, like they're kind of like beyond some of that horseshit that, yeah, you yeah. know, the, the stereotypical stuff. Yeah. But like the, so n- when you say everyday Africa, yeah. ask me about
0: that. That's the thing. Like it kind of goes
2: back to it because mm-hmm.
0: it's kind of like this, this, uh, they're only like really showing something that's like through Western gaze. Right. Kinda, mm-hmm. you know, yeah.
2: Irish. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So we have this is kind of and it's kind of I'm glad we're got a little political here. Yeah. And then one of the books has been sitting around. I bought this. It's called War Is Beautiful. It's by David Shields. And essentially, what he did here is he took from the uh, the war years in you know Afghanistan, Iraq, images that appeared on the front page of the New York Times and on a1. He yeah. basically broke them down into the the various tropes. You know. Yeah. The father, the it's it's a nature playground. Father God, um, Piata painting, movie, beauty, love, death, and the criticism is is essentially like you know the beautification of war, the aesthetics you know that kind of play into yeah. selling war you know, and yeah, like yeah. holding the New York Times accountable. Now, um, Teju Cole actually wrote a little bit about it in his last essay, saying it doesn't the ambition he had for it didn't really kind of like meet up to what it was. It wasn't really yeah. this deep analysis of it. And I thought that right. made me look at the book different, you know. So I think it's, but it is interesting how we, through imagery, like how we can, you can make anything beautiful. Even like the yeah. most horrendous things that we see, true. and you have these amazing images. And I saw a comment online where it's like, if you don't want to make it beautiful, then you just can't. Don't take any pictures. You know, yeah, it's yeah. like there's no way when yeah. you point point a camera at something, you, you you turn on the aesthetic, you aestheticize it. You know? Yeah, no. Definitely. So I, I don't know. It's a, it's a kind of a complicated book to me, but I'm just kind of it kind of goes back into that idea of how we represent global events and like what's going on yeah. and those sort of things and kind and, the, of, and it, the different tropes that we use. To communicate those ideas,
1: you know? It it kind of makes me think of horror films in a way where I, it's not something I'm so much into, but Mm -hmm. when I watch them, I try and understand why other people like them. Like, it's these like terrible looking Mm -hmm. scenes, there's gore, it has Mm -hmm. emotional impact, and yet it's beautiful enough in a way that people are drawn to it. Right,
2: Mm -hmm. yeah. But it also just makes it, it just makes it easier to consume. I mean yeah. that's the point of it yeah, yeah and even a major like something you hold New York Times up to that standard like they can't get away from it they still need to pacify the public and make them yeah. feel okay with it you know yeah no definitely I don't I mean, know that are. I really have a question here but it makes me think of like um,
0: was his name Chris Hondros yes yeah, yeah. You know? and Tim Etherington and yes. and, yeah like those, yeah. those guys are just like really like, talented photographers mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. And like just making like just beautiful pictures in terrible war zones and mm-hmm. stuff and like just like seeing the process. This guy was out here with like a Hasselblad, like,
3: yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like f- trying to focus like you know in a war zone. Mm-hmm. And then it, you know I think Tim passed away. Yeah, yeah, you know, was, like that, was but, in uh, but, uh,
2: Libya, Misrata. Yeah, you know, yeah. Um,
3: yeah.
0: But I was just seeing videos of him doing like. These crazy portraits, in, like a war
3: zone with like a Hasi and stuff like mm-hmm. that, and I actually you know. interviewed him for my senior thesis. Oh wow! wow. Yeah, I did uh, my thesis on embedded journalism yeah, yeah. in Iraq and Afghanistan. Yeah, and spoke with him on the phone. And I mean, he he has his pitch of what his work is, but he is himself, and like his his emphasis was always on the software of war rather yeah. than representing the hardware, mm-hmm. like humanizing a conflict and right. I think it, it says a lot about his personality when he's covering conflict in Liberia, and yeah. then after no one's paying him anymore, he stays in the country and he yeah. lived there for a long time. Yeah. And mm-hmm. Like you said, he he's rocking like a Hasselblad, yeah, <laughs> doing yeah. portraits of these kids and stuff yeah. who are affected by the war. And I, I know that he had been doing video; he was like assisting on a video crew, but while he was doing that, he was making this personal work with a Hasselblad yeah, yeah. camera. That's cool.
2: Well, of course you have Restrepo too. I mean, that's all. Yeah, he, he made that yeah. was amazing. But I mean, like I think um, this is you know it's still a Westerner, you know. It's true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dude going out yeah, and into the war zone and then, nice. like I think that's always that's always it. It's still that that's, kind of like Western gaze it, upon it's these tough. things. I mean,
0: there was another guy whose name I'm forgetting right now, but you guys have all seen his work. He has the uh, the war zones and the Congo. Mm-hmm. But on the infrared film. Oh Richard yeah, 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 Richard Masse, Richard Masse, yeah, yeah, yeah. Masse, yeah. which is yeah. Like, the work is beautiful and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was, I'm really hyped on it to this day. But I brought it up to somebody else, and they're like, okay, and people, like, <laughs> no people, because
3: you know? he's he's working with tropes in in a lot of ways. Like white photographer goes mm-hmm. to Africa, takes pictures of these warlords. Mm-hmm. But his his like art angle is that he's yeah. using uh, infrared military grade color. Right film yeah, that it's beautiful it's it's but surreal it's beautiful and everything like, and yeah. he
1: it was meant for reconnaissance yeah. to like yeah. serve yeah. a military
3: purpose yeah 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 I've seen his work in person and it's it is insanely beautiful it's beautiful but yeah but like what you said like you know the
0: western or come out there and mm-hmm. Take photos of these like really just terrible
3: scenes, but you kind of lose that part of it when you look at this like really like
1: romantic c-
0: colorful
2: thing. looking like.
3: <laughs> I think his argument is that he's commenting on that. Yeah. But is he or is he participating? I don't
2: know. I don't. I'm not a fan of that project at all. <laughs> yeah. Really, to be honest, with you. I mean because it's just it's that one trick that he's thrown in there. It's yeah. like okay, like you make the highlight. You know the process of using this. I don't care, honestly. Yeah, you yeah. should not care about what film or whatever you do, yeah, yeah. especially if you're covering something like this. I mean, I get it from a conceptual level, but yeah. to me, it still doesn't rise above like any sort of like deep insight. Yeah. And to me, like, you know, aesthetically, it's just beautiful and like coming from somebody
0: who mm-hmm. likes taking like pretty photos. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or yeah. Is, like, it's really yeah. cool, but also at the same time, it does kind of make me feel weird because like what uh-huh. what happens next? Like what what are you doing to really help? Is mm-hmm. you're getting funds and helping mm. like Um, outreach programs or I don't don't know
2: like what really happens after that (laughs) so so I mean I think kind of coming back to your work though is like so your work do you have any conflicts about going working in the fashion world and the commercial world and like going deep into that or you think can you find a balance between these ambitions you know your political kind of drive and you know high culture and kind (laughs) of like doing that how do you internally how do you kind of like deal with that dynamic um but like with commercial world it's just for
0: me that's like kind of like just a 9 to 5 thing <laughs> yeah. you know you, you yeah. take you take photos um, it might not mean much and mm-hmm. stuff but mm-hmm. you know but you, you have to make a living <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but yeah. also I take a lot of time to like travel and like mm-hmm. work on my personal work mm-hmm. and I'm always constantly shooting stuff and so yeah. I find a medium but you do need the, the commercial work to, to keep things yeah. afloat and yeah. stuff and, and it's nice because sometimes you know I have been fortunate enough to do commercial work that has been very similar to my personal work mm-hmm. where I'm out there traveling mm-hmm. to like, you know, Nigeria, South mm-hmm. Africa, around the world and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's been, you know, it's been fun. But, mm-hmm. but yeah, I feel like now I've found like a good balance where mm-hmm. I don't feel like I'm like selling out too much. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: Are you, uh, what are you working on in terms of personal projects these days? Um, a lot of portraits,
0: uh, which isn't different to what I've been doing before, but just trying different techniques. Um, started shooting more medium format. Mm-hmm. I'm just really just I feel like I'm really still at the learning learning point where before I start applying it to like another project.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But uh yeah, I just got a studio space and just been inviting people to come by, working working on different techniques, mm-hmm. different cameras, and like kind of trying to perfect like my look and how I want it to look, I guess, mm-hmm. before I start doing some more um, serious projects, mm-hmm. I guess. But Kind of ongoing. I'm always going back in ideas and stuff, Um, getting inspiration, going to museums and seeing like Mm -hmm. things that people have done. I don't know. So I'm at the stage where I'm just, my mind's like, my eyes are open, looking. Yeah. Well,
2: I mean, that hunger is a great stage. I mean, I think like if I ever, I'm going on 10 years, like since I caught the bug. (laughs) Yeah. And it just hasn't stopped. And it's like, at this point, it's like, whatever. I have, there's enough ideas yeah, that I yeah. have to think through and I have to try to figure out that there's no, yeah. I don't have, you know, I don't have to make my living directly from the photography. So I kind of have that, you know, buffer zone. Right, too, right. Or if I had to go out and try to like make an image for someone else, it'd be a whole different ballgame. Yeah. But I think the key point is like that desire to experiment, that desire to learn, yeah. and not just kind of like assume that you know. Yeah, everything that you can do it or what have you. Definitely. What? How do you? In terms of like pushing yourself, like creatively, like you said, you're going to the museums, mm-hmm. like looking at other photographers. Are you looking at photo books? Where are you kind of like finding, like your ideas um, and your inspirations? Yeah,
0: a lot of a lot of photo books, mm-hmm. um, whether it's museums or bookstores, just seeing what people have done, just getting different inspiration. Um, I'm on the internet a lot. Yeah, of <laughs> different things. So yeah, there's just like countless inspiration everywhere, uh-huh. and so I feel for me it's just like, just motivation to like want to go out and try different things because I feel like most of my strongest work is like travel stuff, and so yeah, um, so yeah, coming back we're just thinking about different ideas and different approaches, and like a lot of times like when I do travel it could be very just uh, not necessarily aimless, but I'm mm-hmm. shooting like a lot of just like scenery and people, but um, mm-hmm. now I'm kind of thinking like how I can make it into like something like very like. Uh, defined and cohesive, and like a very specific project. And so mm-hmm.
2: it's interesting to. Are there areas of the world that you're kind of like, you have um, a hunger to go see and visit? Yeah, I haven't, I haven't been to Asia yet. And so
0: I'm going to go to Japan in March. Really? Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Try, to, try to do something fun out there. Tokyo or all different places? Uh, I'm going to go to Tokyo and uh-huh. then Kyoto. Um, I don't know. If Tokyo that. is like the. <laughs> <photo>. <laughs>
3: Literally photo book mecca of yeah. the world. I have I have this huge list. One of my friends, Junia, he's he is a lawyer, but he is a photo book collector. That's cool. And he sent me all these different places that I should check out: like yeah, galleries, yeah. photo book stores, mm. and it, it's really they have this strong history in photography and yeah, cool. photo books that is kind of like different than Western photography, and that's yeah. why I like it so much. Yeah. Well, what I've always loved about Japan is like the, the amateur photographer is kind of like
2: not looked down upon. You know, the oh, amateur yeah, yeah, totally. is like, they have run the galleries and they do this thing. the amateur, like, pee, like yeah. they do the best, some of the best photography and they're celebrated and it's kind of like, in the West, it's like, oh, the amateurs are stealing our jobs. You know, I mean? like, <laughs> you know, like yeah, they're yeah. the enemy. Like, these guys don't know what they're doing. But in Japan, they're kind of, like, celebrated. And but like, it always seems like all photo nerds, I don't know if you consider yourself photo nerds. Sounds yeah, like yeah, you're, you're getting there. A you're a like, nerd, you but it, I always, I always <laughs> yeah, want yeah. to, like, go to Japan. What are you saying? Yeah.
3: <laughs> well, they, I don't they know. There's a
2: little bit of a Japanese fetish for Western photographers. Uh,
3: you go to Japan and they have, like, you will see Normal people walking around shooting film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like they, yeah. in Japan and Korea right now, analog is very, very popular. Yeah. And so they have this store called Yodabashi and it's just, it's in Shinjuku, which is a very overwhelming place. Yeah. But it's like if you imagine BH. Japanese version, oh, yeah. but it's all in different buildings, all in the same block. You like walk out in oh, the wow. street and you go into yeah, yeah, other yeah. places. Like but JNR. isn't that
2: that's like, but <laughs> yeah. that's that's where they have like the wall of film, right? That big frame you see those photos sometimes that show up. It's yeah, like, it's just a huge mass of like refrigerator of film that stretches. Yeah, that's, for, like, <laughs> that's what I'm most yeah. excited for because I feel like <laughs> now,
0: I mean resources have been depleted so mm-hmm. like you can only get like certain kinds of films here uh-huh, so uh-huh. it'll be interesting to go out there and just see what they have.
3: The dollar yeah. is very strong compared to the yen yeah. right now. It's, it's, um, it's good to hear. <laughs> and also, not that this is relevant to the block, but if you fly through Air China, it's like really cheap. Yeah,
0: yeah. Now I've, I found some
3: cheap tickets out mm. there. Yeah. Very depressing flight. Yeah. Beijing <laughs> is not where you want to be, but... <laughs> <laughs> I,
0: I have, uh, well, this, the flight amounts uh, layover in Shanghai uh-huh. so it should be is that Eastern China Airways? Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah
0: so you <laughs> but are you going to be able to get on the ground in Shanghai? Uh, yeah. So apparently yeah. you can get like a 24 hour okay. like visa. I don't
2: think and you're going to be that. able to see Shanghai in 24 hours. No, no, no. no,
0: no. I think <laughs> I'm just going like, to just find one spot and just do what I do. Just go out <laughs> yeah. there and take some photos, have some
2: photos. Well, we were talking to John Francis Peters, who was on the show. And he oh, was he's like, great. Yeah. yeah, and he was like, China is just. it's." He he loves the Chinese people, but like some parts are just bleak. Like the cities are, it's like it's yeah. just mist and pollution, yeah, and, like, yeah. So crowded that you you get in line and the people are just vicious, like little <laughs> like elbowing you and getting around, like, yeah. Because he was talking to us, it's like imagine like putting a billion more people yeah. like on the eastern coast yeah, of the yeah. United States and yeah. imagine how <laughs> insane that would be, you yeah. know. But China. Who everyone always talks about to China it's like, a, or not China, but Japan. When you go to Japan, that it's so, like, so orderly. Is that what you're saying? Like, there's
3: so yeah. So I mean, my experience being eight days in Tokyo. Yeah, I have a lot <laughs> of friends who I met through fashion in New York City. Oh, cool. Who are Japanese makeup artists, stylists, yeah. um, artists, gallery assistants, whatever, and they all moved back because they're doing the whole student visa. Taking English classes in New York uh, and yeah, for yeah. as long as they can, yeah, but yeah. it's difficult for them to get paid legal work here. Yeah, um, definitely. But yeah, I mean, Japan's a very, very interesting place. It it's is. very homogenous. Yeah, um, and very orderly. They yeah. take the whole millions and millions of people living on top of each other, and they have this like strict hierarchy, and that's how they kind of manage. Mm-hmm having so many people living on top of each other yeah. but uh i mean you'll have fun especially i don't know if i would live there permanently cuz their their whole stance on immigration is insane yeah, yeah. like right actually, about actually that. insane it's pretty crazy they let in like 7 refugees a year yeah <laughs> yeah and i read right about that there are yeah. a lot of people from africa going to tokyo and trying to get green cards yeah. or their equivalent but um
0: Yes, yeah. it's, it's funny because uh, Nigerians are usually the, <laughs> the the Africans who are traveling to every single country. Oh yeah. Um, so yeah, it's like one of the things I kind of want to ongoing project. Is just whenever I go to another country, they document Nigerians that I find like living. Mm-hmm. That's in interesting. And stuff. Yeah. 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 So oh, I that's have, good. Yeah. So most of the places I have, I have like I found people. Uh huh. Oh. And cool. uh, it's been interesting. Yeah. So that's gonna make like an ongoing thing I've been doing. Yeah. Yeah. I'll
2: have to. I'll send you. an email. That sounds yeah. good. Yeah. I yeah. mean, yeah. how how far deep in are you into that?
0: Uh, I mean, I would, just, I would say I've been documenting for the last, like, th- five years. I guess. Really? So it's just, it's not like a crazy amount of things, because uh-huh. I'm not, like, it's just in passing, I'm seeing yeah. these people and stuff, and so, um, but yeah, just, I feel like it's one of those projects I keep working at for, like, the next, like, Yeah, you gotta kind of, like, dig
2: into their homes, I think. Yeah, and, like, yeah, yeah, I really, kind of really want to like, yeah, really
0: spend some time and actually, like, Because it's interesting, you know. I've had family members who have like left Nigeria Mm and gone to like Thailand. So, how how
2: widespread is the diaspora, like Nigerian diaspora? It's crazy. It's (laughs) literally everywhere. You know, Um, I've
0: there's not a country I haven't heard of a Nigerian being there. Like (laughs) Nigerians in Russia. Yeah, that might be interesting. Yeah, no, (laughs) like Moscow. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, no, there there are quite a few. Um, Soon, there's quite a few in China, Uh a lot in India, Mm -hmm. uh, Brazil. well, I was in
2: Dublin. There's a lot in Dublin. Yeah. Uh, it's crazy. They're all over the place. I think that's a good pro. I like that. Yeah. That yeah sounds good. Old. I think you got to, I mean, my head's already spinning a little bit. I don't want to <laughs> give you any, I don't want to give you any, <laughs> any suggestion, but I mean, you dig into like, you get their own, their personal photos. Yeah. You know what I mean? Get their documents yeah. and kind of weave, because you kind of starting down that path with your own book about it. Right, It's like in this new, the, like the next chapter. Yeah, no, it. definitely. I think that's really interesting. Yeah. I think it's a good idea. Yeah, I don't know like following. You know, I mean following <laughs> Americans around the world is really good. yeah probably yeah, not yeah, that yeah, interesting. Yeah, you know? yeah, it's yeah, a lot yeah, of photos like of drunk anxious. people. Yeah, yeah, exactly. A bunch of obnoxious like uh, expats in Paris. Yeah, it's, like, <laughs> yeah. it's been done before huh? a lot. Well, that's cool. I think yeah, you got to come back once you have some stuff yeah, yeah.
0: for us to share I with us. Y'all yeah, keep keep in touch. <laughs>
1: yeah. Brad, thanks, man. Yeah, man thank that's you. A great it's, show. Thank you.
0: Appreciate. it Thanks for <laughs> having me
1: thanks again for joining us you can go behind the scenes of this episode see the work of our guests and the photos we discussed by visiting our tumblr and lpvshow.com if you'd like to support the production of the show this year we are offering a subscription for 20 dollars. as a subscriber you will get exclusive access to our weekly email newsletter which will contain a bonus conversation about some of the interesting stories we find on the web also at the end of the year we'll be raffling off three awesome photo books exclusively to our subscribers. We appreciate your support and hope you continue to enjoy the show. If you have any questions, please feel free to send them to info at LPVshow.com or connect with us on Twitter at LPVshow. The LPV Show is executive produced by Brian Formals and Tom Starkweather. Our score is by Tom Starkweather, who also mixes the show. Special thanks to Eddie Volanti and Brett A. Davis. Thanks for listening.